Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Health Disparities Podcast. I'm Dr. Rose Gonzalez, a nurse member of the Executive Steering Committee of the Movement is Life Caucus. Movement is Life is a multidisciplinary coalition seeking to eliminate disparities in muscle and joint health by promoting physical mobility to improve the quality of life. I will serve as your host for today's podcast. I'm so excited that I'm joined by a participant of our Operation Change program in Hazard, Kentucky. Hello, Wanda. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. So we're going to have a little conversation about in your experience with Operation Change. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Wanda. I am 54, almost 55 years old. Um, I am an Eastern Kentucky girl, born and raised. I worked in the education system for 27 years, retired in 2015, uh, went to work part-time for one of my former students. It pays to be good to your former students. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> local government. And uh, of course, right now, um, thanks to COVID, I am furloughed and doing a little bit of work from home. Uh, I'm kind of interested um, in how you first heard about Operation Change. Actually, I received an email from a a friend of mine, and um, it was a flyer about Operation Change. Read the flyer, was very interested, um, contacted them, got a little more information, talked to a few of my friends in the same age range about it, and um, uh, several expressed interest. Only one of them ended up coming with me, but we were both glad that we did. If you could remember that time, because it was almost a year ago, right? More than a year ago, you graduated. When you looked at the flyer, what did you think? Can you recall what you thought about it? And perhaps what made you say yes? You know, where you had went to a lot of people and, and, and suggested they join you, but only one. So what made you say yes to Operation Change? Um, I think it was probably because I'm at a point in my life where I'm doing a little bit more to prioritize taking care of me, Um, especially, like I said, I'm retired now. So, you know, the um, work, full-time work portion of my life is over, and that gives me a little more free time, although I am involved in a lot of other things. So um, I think they send out your name when you retire and ask you to be on a zillion boards. But um, other than that, I just decided it was time to prioritize myself. And even though it was a big time commitment, you know, three hours a week, every week, it (coughs) flew, the time flew by. Um, It was a big time commitment. And, um, but it was something that um, once I got started in it, I had to miss one session and it broke my heart to miss the one session that I did miss. Wow. That's amazing. There was a big commitment. And just for our listeners who don't know, Operation Change is a community-based behavioral change program that's targeted at women who are African-American, Hispanic, Latina, or live in rural communities who are obese and experiencing joint pain due to limited mobility. 
the as Wanda was sharing, it's a three-hour program. The Operation Change program includes structured physical activity, is focused on awareness and education to motivate sustained behavior change. It was a big commitment, three hours a week. And I and actually the hazard program was our first rural community program. <clears throat> and it was not held on the weekends, it was held on a weeknight after work, pretty much. 4.30 to 7.30. So, Wanda, did you ever um, participate in any program like the Operation Change before? No, I've never seen anything that, I don't know, it seemed just so much that it was geared toward me. It was my age group and the issues with physical mobility. Um, I blew a knee out 30 some years ago and, wow. and uh, ACL and MCL never had them fixed. So, she probably should have done that. Um, but um, you know, so joint pain and issues with mobility, that kind of thing were definitely something that um, caught my eye. And the idea that there was still activity and motion that I could do that would help me at my age to move better and just live better uh, was what appealed to me so much. So it was the the movement portion and the fact that they were talking about joint pain and something that was impacting your life. And you thought, maybe I'll take a chance, right? I'll take a chance on this. How did you feel? How did you feel the first day of the session? You know, because they had all those stations to take, you know, measurements and, you know, make you do, you know, assessments. They were assessments, really. How did you feel that first day in that group? Because I think there were almost 50 women there that day. Yeah, I was very um, shocked at the number of people who committed to that. Um, Yes, we ended up with, um, I think we had four teams um, and broke them into groups of about 12 to 13 people per group. And I knew, you know, we're in a small town, so I knew probably the majority of people and some of the people knew me and I didn't know them, but they knew me um, because, like I said, I worked in education for so long. But um, by the time we finished and most people stuck with it the entire way through, by the time we finished, um, I felt like I had really close relationships with uh, just about everyone in in all the groups, not just my group. I think that's an important um aspect of operation change so you said you knew a lot of the people and a lot of the people knew you but you know how we know people and don't know people there's levels of knowledge and the thing is um you know we had three portions for the three hours we had the movement we had the education and then we had the what i call a support group i think probably 99 percent of the people that participated would say that the support group part was the most important part Um, the getting together in those smaller groups and, you know, talking about different things, you know, they always gave us topics and usually it had something to do with whatever we had uh, done in our education session. But um, those small groups, my group was, we tended to be the last ones out of the building. We always (laughs) ran long. We were a pretty talkative bunch. Um, But um, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. So um, I I think most people that participated would say that as well. So you got together, you were put in teams. What was your team color? 
Wanda? Oh, our team was blue and we called ourselves the blue zone because that's um, places that are considered um, healthy and they, they do um, research to try to find out why people who live in blue zones are healthier. So that was our goal to get healthier. So we called ourselves the blue zone, you know, finding a healthier life. Finding a healthier life. Mm-hmm. So uh, here, there in, in Hazard, what you ladies uh, did in your little groups, in your in your teams, right? Your teams. Yes. You developed sayings for your group, and yours was the Blue Zone, which was so phenomenal yeah. that you created these T-shirts with these sayings. <laughs> and it was just, you know, so spontaneous and so... Um, so exciting. Um, yes. And we wore them proudly. Every, you know, each group, you know, you had a color, you had a theme and, and you, yeah, you wore your shirts each week to show people what group you were with. And if there was anything going on in the community that we could go to and like we went to the park for one of our activities to do something different. We went to the park one day and we uh, wore our shirts so that people who were going through our park were like, who are they and what are they doing? And we liked that. <laughs> we like to be in the center of attention. <laughs> you, 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 you like the park. You liked it. Um, yeah. There was a speaking session of the, of the program. And like you said, sometimes that topic carried over into your support group. Was there any session that really kind of hit home for you any speaker or session that really hit home for you the the ones that I personally enjoyed the most we had uh, a few and they were usually nutrition related one was um meal planning meal prepping was probably my favorite because the lady that did that was had a you know a busy lifestyle and so the tips that she was giving us were things that we could actually apply right then and um didn't take a lot of extra effort on our part. It, it, it fit into even the busiest person could make some of her tips fit in their lifestyle. We had a nutritionist that came, a dietitian, and spoke with us also. And she was really good about giving, she passed out these little visuals of like the size of how much protein you should have on your plate versus how many veggies and this and that. And I'm a very visual person. So um, mm. those kinds of things helped me. So I really enjoyed the, um, nutrition aspects of it, but then we had things that meditation and relaxation and helping you sleep and that kind of thing that I, that I really found helpful too. So the, the, the program had different aspects to it, right? And then, then you would move into a kind of physical activity because, you know, as we said, motion is lotion, movement is life. Was there any, I know, I know you said you like the outdoors. What about, uh, was there any other um, physical activity session that, that maybe you liked or didn't like, or wish you could have done more of? I loved them all. The one session that the one time I told you I had to miss one time, a gentleman came and help them with some um, ballroom dancing. I wish I had gotten to do that one. That's the only one I didn't get to do. And and they sounded like they had a great time. The ones that I really loved were yoga. It was stretching and movements. I was like, I would have never thought that I <laughs> my physique could do yoga. <laughs> and and um, she made it very um, accessible for us, the kinds of things that we did. 
And then, you know, we had um, just uh, walking sessions and, um, you know, sometimes we did those in the building. Sometimes we did those um, outside the building. Sometimes we did them at the park, you know, those kinds of things. And, you know, walking is something that I think is accessible to most people. But um, even like when we had activities, if people weren't physically able to walk for very long or anything, um, when we did the yoga, when we danced or anything like that, we had chairs for people and they would do the arm motions and just move their feet. And if they couldn't move their whole body and that kind of thing, just everyone could participate at some level in everything that we did. Now that, you know, the program exposed you to different movement activities, are there any activities that you have adopted in your daily life? Have you incorporated into, um, you know, every day? Yes, um, I do try to walk. I prefer walking outside. So I have to say we've had a little rain recently and I haven't been able to get outside. And I, I just find it kind of boring to walk in place in my house. So I haven't right. done as well. But when I can get out and go, walking is something that is definitely appealing to me. Also, Fitbits, and they monitor your steps. And uh-huh. so um, the ones that we got were waterproof, which is fabulous because my mother has a pool. And I'm much more motivated to go and exercise in her pool than I am to get all hot and sweaty outside when the sun is out. So um, the fact that it keeps track of my steps for me when I'm in the pool also is fabulous. So that's something that I utilize a lot, especially, like I said, since I'm furloughed right now, mm-hmm. I have a lot more free time. And right. so I can use it to do those types of things. We still have a Facebook group and a private Facebook group, and we try to talk to each other and motivate each other. And so sometimes when I'm getting a little lax, that kind of thing, I try to get on there and and um, post things and people post stuff back and it motivates me a little more. You know, we can't get together now um, to go walk in the park, for example. You know, that was something that we could do before to sort of stay, still stay in touch after our program ended. Now we can't get together like that. So um, I still use them for motivation through the Facebook group, though. And I don't think I would have been as committed to it had I not participated in Operation Change. So where do you think that motivation came from? I love the fact that it was for women 45 and older, because I think sometimes we think that once you get to this age, you know, if you aren't in the greatest physical shape or if you haven't made the best choices nutritionally, that kind of thing in your life, that it's sort of too late and you're just going to go with the flow for the rest of the time you have. And this made you really stop and think, like I said, about prioritizing yourself and your health because you can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourselves. And I think women are such caregivers that, you know, they want to take care of everyone else. And this um, operation change made you realize that you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. I think uh, that's a message that women in our age range are also ready to hear. So that, I think, helped a lot with the motivation for myself and for all of us. And and that is key, I think. I think the operation change really helps you kind of stop and say, wait a minute, I'm important too. Yes. And I, it's not too late for me 
take care of myself too. Women in our age, like they would have a hard time um, going to a gym, for example, with a lot of 20 and 30 year olds and trying yes. to start motion on their own, you know? Right. Um, I think that would be very intimidating. But mm-hmm. when you're getting together with a group of women in your age range, a lot of them with the same types of physical limitations that you have, not only can you commiserate about them, which we did some, but you can learn ways to um, work around them. So as you say, as you talked about Operation Change, you enjoyed the speakers, you learned some nutri- about some nutrition, you've engaged in a lot of physical activities, different activities were exposed, and you had a support group. And I'm really, really ex- pleased to hear that that support group continues on a Facebook page and that you support each other. At the end of the program, did you think it made a difference in your life? Oh, definitely. You know, we were we were the ones, we didn't want it to end. So we actually um, begged until <laughs> we um, got an agreement that we could continue to meet once a month. Um, instead of once a week, we were meeting once a month and until February. Uh, we didn't get to meet in March, but... Mm-hmm. Um, we felt like it was such an important part of our our lives. And like I said, it's easier to keep up that motivation, even if you're only meet, meeting once a month, because I feel like you have, you feel like you have a little accountability. You don't want to, you don't want to let your friends down and that kind right. of thing. Too. So um, it, but I just feel like, I don't know. I can't tell people, the people who, who considered doing operation change with us and didn't I'm like you if they offer this again you really need to do it it is just it's a it's a not just a game changer but a life changer and it has so much to do with your um attitude so it's you know like I said the motion part of it that hour was really good and it gave me some good ideas but the education aspect and the small group aspect were huge, huge in how much I've continued on after the program ended. So there were things that in that program resonated with you, stayed with you, and and the friendships and the bonds that you made through that support group continue. And I, I think that big piece of accountability, you know, of I'm going to do this for myself and I'm going to show others that I've made the commitment to myself. Did you feel the others were doing the same too? Oh yeah, I really did. I, like I said, um, I would say, I don't know, ninety-five percent of us were there, ninety um, percent of the time or more. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It just it it sort of drew you in, and yeah. you you know I couldn't stand the thought that um, they were there and I wasn't. And so, right. um, for example, I am. Um, the chairperson of our local county fair and it runs on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Thursday is the night that we meet met for operation change. I would never in the past have considered, but I just told our our board of directors, I said, listen, you're gonna have to make it Thursday evening for three hours without me because I need to go to my operation change meeting. So again, the priorities have very much had very much changed for me when I was able to, you know, say, I need to do this for me, it just became second nature to me to think, 
this is my obligated time. And if something else comes into that time, it's, it's going to be secondary. I'll yeah. go if I can, but I'm not going to miss my operation change to do it. You know, you made yourself a priority. Yes. So as we, um, that, that's an amazing story, Wanda, that that's really an amazing story and such, um, wonderful outcomes from, from that operation change program, 18 weeks, three hours a week, you think it was, you know, I remember the size of people at the beginning saying, oh my gosh, 18 weeks. And at the end, you know, nobody wanted to end, leave. Yeah, nobody wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted to leave. So are there any last words you want to leave us with, Bob, before we close out with this uh, podcast? Well, I just want to say to anyone out there that's listening that thinks I can't do it or it's too late for me to do it, that I felt pretty much the same way. And, um, you know, I, I have, I have lost some weight, although that wasn't, you know, the main priority was more to get healthy, but I have lost some weight and managed uh-huh. to keep it off even through this time. Yeah. And, um, Impressive. I learned tricks that for meal prepping and that kind of thing that I still use. And like I said, I made connections, lifelong connections, people that I will stay in touch with always, no matter what. And um, I just think it's it's time for um, women of our age, especially to start thinking about um, what you want the rest of your life to look like and how. unlimited you want it to be. I love to travel and, um, you know, being able to move helps me to be able to do those kinds of things. And so again, um, I've, I've got, uh, God kids, a great nephew and, uh, these young people that run around all the time and I want to be able to run around with them. Mm -hmm. So by putting myself first, I put myself in a better position to be able to do those types of things. Sounds great. So Wanda, thank you so much for sharing your journey with Operation Change. I'm glad it had such a positive impact on your life. I hope you get to travel as much as you want and run around with those grandkids as much as you can. Um, I want to thank Operation Change and the program directors for the work that they do. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us on this edition of the Health Disparities Podcast. We hope you find this thought-provoking and maybe even inspiring. And from all of us at Movement is Life and the Health Disparities Podcast, stay safe, stay well, and join us again soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Rose.